Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we're talking about ketamine, a very popular party drug that's also in the news for its ability to treat depression. We're going to talk about what it does to your body and why scientists are kind of obsessed with this sedative. We're also going to talk about whether opposites attract and why July was so freaking hot, bruh. It was hot, bruh. Was August hot? We're talking about July. Well... If we'll you are there. like us from Toronto, the weather has not, it's been very rainy and cold, but then you're just constantly reading in the news that like, you know, everything is like the world's boiling. Yeah. And so it feels weird because you're kind of just like, oh, I kind of wish it was a little sunnier and hotter, but then you're like, I don't. Well, now it is so hot and sunny, but like, yeah, our August was kind of uh, uh, weather-wise, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. You're not sure. Right. Well, you weren't like <laughs> acknowledging me at all. You looked at your iPad that I was like, okay, well, I was Googling August weather talking to myself. Yeah. Um, we're back from summer break. Uh, if you Lol. didn't notice, we weren't like releasing as many episodes. We had banked some and I think we fixed the buzz because we actually now realize the buzz in our previous episodes was this amazing neon sign we have that we put on when we filmed. But I hate when tech issues are like, not something super deep and intricate. It's like a very, like, oh, you put a light on and it was making a weird noise. Like, I hate that. I would way rather be something I could never have fixed. And it's like, oh, okay, well, like, it's well, so complicated. I'm rather this than like our machines broken. Yeah, true. But then, it, but then <laughs> now I'm just so mad that we had the light on. It's like, dope. Fuck, like, what were we thinking, bro? Well, hopefully we can promise now you won't have to. Oh, and I've told Greg, hopefully you'll do this, to go back through the older episodes. If you, couldn't, fix if you couldn't bear it, we can, we're can. we adding filters on them to, like, remove that. So if you couldn't listen to them because of that. But the worst one was the Barbie episode. Oh. And I was wearing a pink Speedo yesterday, very Barbie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've been at the beach a lot. 
We went camping. We went camping. We We're mostly just like been in a canoe and like it's very back to school vibes for us today. And um, I'm tempted to make a jingle called like "Which ailment is Mitch facing now?" We're not going to talk about which oh one it is. Oh my god! Because <laughs> I feel like I talk about it so much. Mitch, it's like, probably so <laughs> messed up. If you were to listen back to our podcast, yeah. like it's no it's offense to like, you, but like sad. <laughs> yeah, it is sad to me too. That's not offensive. Yeah. Um, but no, a mix with the back to school vibes. I'm also just like tired because yeah. I need to like get a good sleep schedule going yeah. again. But. I need like a new space maker, a new ruler, a new protractor. <laughs> oh yeah, a new um, Lone Star binder. What would you that call Canadian? like a pencil case? Is space that... maker. Yo, what? Mitch, a come space on. Maker? You don't know what a space maker is. You were like the king of getting the coolest branded toys How as a do kid. You, know? you didn't know me. You definitely had space. You definitely had the newest, hottest space maker out your yin yang. I'm, it's the, I'm it's, from a small little no, town. It's okay, the, we didn't. Okay, you had a business depot. You had a whatever. <laughs> It's the like plastic Business or whatever the hell it was called then. There are those. I don't, staples. Okay, is this Staples? But no, I think it was business. It's Staples Business Depot and it used to be Business oh. Depot. Oh, wow. Read a book. Okay. So, but like <laughs> this might be Canadian. You definitely had these Mitchell Moffat. Those plastic pencil cases that would have the little latch at the front, but on the top there were the kind of like little bumps. Like No, bump, I hated bump, those. Bump, I bump, never bump. had that. I saw other people. I was like, I want mine to be fabric. It needs to mold. It can't be some clunky ass box. Gay. <laughs> mine was it's like masculine <laughs> blue black face maker. Yeah, let me get. Oh, so you had it. And <laughs> yeah. let me guess, you had some sniffy ass markers in there that <laughs> yeah. you would pop open and sniff and get high. Since This is not our poppers <laughs> episode. This is our ketamine episode. No way is so sad for me <laughs> that <laughs> I remember them. We'll get into it. This is our back to school energy. I remember like, okay, so I guess oh, we should have done a back to school episode. Yeah. Oops, like about like next how week, your right? brain, ad- yeah. <laughs> no. How your brain adapts to stress. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as I also drag my parents for never giving me anything, I guess they did give me a space maker, which is a sleigh. But I remember using my allowance to buy, cause everyone had those whiteouts that were like, you would drag across and they like would a like strip. a strip. Yeah. And I feel like I might have told this on the podcast before, but once I saved up my money to buy that and instead of buying the actual machine, I just bought a cartridge like oh, replacement. No, like a <laughs> so I like got to school and was like, yeah, like open my space picker, like no big deal. I'm going to join it's the like crew. This, like a circular like, pack of gum thing. Like literally I like opened it. I was like, the fuck? And it was like, oh my God. And then like, the coolest part is the way you drag it across yeah. and, like, click, 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 and like do it. So then I was like pulling it like tape, like mat, like, like duct tape, open it, trying to place <laughs> it on a word that I like probably purposely <laughs> spelt wrong. And I was just like, wow, like nothing can ever go right for me. I'll right. be honest. Like those whiteouts were subpar. Liquid whiteout was yeah. always, cause you actually just, I feel like those would like flake off. But whiteout was also kind of dumb that's it's crazy like, that just we, yeah. cross it out and move on babe. Yeah, it was definitely like poisoning us yeah it was definitely like big bick that was like definitely like <laughs> getting in our out. minds you <laughs> yeah. need white outs like no you actually don't all right okay so, that's um, time to move on <laughs> okay oh what did we learn this week you go first Okay, so my question to you is do you think we're opposites yeah like in <laughs> so many ways and do but you- sometimes similar but like 
for the most part, opposites. I think so too. Do you think opposites attract? Okay, I don't know because I do feel like <laughs> all like, the tension me. in our relationship <laughs> is from the fact that we're opposite. Like it's not. Yeah. <laughs> like it's never like easy. But I guess. But sometimes when I am around people who are similar to me, I am like, that's you're, boring because yeah, like, or your own internalized frustrations of yourself get projected onto other people. Oh yeah, you the people I mean? most like me. I'm like. 10 foot pole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, get away from me. Yeah. Except for people who are know. more anxious than me. I am actually like, Oh, that makes me feel good. <laughs> like when yeah. you're like, I like anxious friends. Cause then I'm like, I can be the calm one. Uh, okay. okay. Interesting. So a new study in nature behavior or nature be human behavior looked into this. They looked at 130 traits over millions of people across a century. So the earliest. Whoa. Study, she talking yeah, about a big study a big here. One. They did a review a systematic review and meta-analysis. Uh, like the oldest study was from 1903. Obviously, same-sex couples were not included. And they were like, we we plan to do more research into what? that area. Why would you... Huh? What? Because same-sex couples are never included. No, but out of millions, it's like, that's weird. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> Because 1903, they were just like, what's that? Oh, true. <laughs> Doesn't true, exist. True. Anyway, 82 to 89% of traits, like between couples that were... Um, about compatibility, whether that's political leanings, age of first intercourse to substance use, or more age like, wait, age of first intercourse. What is that? Like they're looking do? at all these traits, right? It could just be your birth year. But how do you become an opposite of that? Like whether it's early or late. Yeah, like okay, say like okay, someone okay. had sex when they were young and someone didn't. Okay, have their okay. First like, what is the experience? opposite? Okay, no, I just answered it. Um, up to eighty nine percent of these traits were way more likely to be similar. As in, opposites do not attract. Oh, shit. Um, oh, shit. The, the, the researchers were like, birds of a feather do stick together. You wow. know, I always try to like I kind of like, <laughs> I'm like, we are like, we do pay a lot of money to our couples therapist. It's like, we're keeping our business maybe because <laughs> no, wait, everyone's saying it. opposites attract. So as I started looking at some of these traits, like political leanings, you're like, okay, wait, we actually oh, yeah, no, are we, very similar. No, we're, that's where we're we, the same. Yeah. And, Except and that you of, used to be like a little more right wing, oh, but we, but we got through that. Up, that is Listen to the true. old Elon Musk <laughs> podcast where we debate and this guy's obsessed and I'm like, I okay, was not obsessed. we can go back. Greg, I just had hope that someone had like <laughs> money and a good idea that was going to save the planet. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Continue. I'm able to admit he's a, <laughs> fucking maniac now. <laughs> um, but I think overall, thinking about us, like we are different in personality type, but probably similar but in so many ways. Yeah, like so different. So only 3% of traits, like would it would have been that opposites were attract and they were Whoa. even smaller effects on people. So some examples of this were like your chronotype, whether you're a morning lark or a night owl. That would be like opposites like attract. People, sometimes people were like more attracted to each other in that way. That's or tendency to worry which maybe that's you yeah and you're not so it's like opposites attracted in that okay okay or hearing difficulty was a a trait so maybe one person was hearing impaired yeah and i hear anything (laughs) and i have good hearing so weird okay but like what are the ones that are the like i'm not like i'm now more worried about the ones that are like those have the feather fly together okay, that we so aren't there was also i thought this one was interesting a correlation though smaller than others between neuroticism so even though you think oh i'm neurotic it means that you are also no okay before you <laughs> you literally just pointed your finger oh my God, in, in his no, nose <laughs> what i'm saying is that i think neuroticism creates a lot of tension in our relationship yes but I'm they're not. saying people who are neurotic have a tendency to come together like yeah but don't you think you'd be so much happier with a neurotic person because then you could just both be like 
Yeah, and maybe it's time exactly. for you to look in the mirror, girl. Okay, but my point is I'm not neurotic, and <laughs> yes, that's why you we are. got... You're neurotic in your own way. It's just a different way. Girl, <laughs> the, I should read the texts you sent me this morning. They were insane. It was so funny. It was like, holy shit. He just said, like... It was back to school, and I had, like, three, three meltdowns and, like, answered his own questions before I could get to my phone. and was like, whoa, okay. Um... The what else? Oh, there was something else. I, I maybe I didn't write it down. I forget. The most common similarity was birth year. Like that was one of the traits. So oh. like the most common thing that people yeah, had was like the that same they're age. born in the same yeah. year, which we are. Which is true. Like I, whenever I kind of like hang out with someone really young or like significantly older, from like a romantic standpoint, I'm always like, okay, we got different things going yeah. on, and and even just like different cultural references. Yeah, even when you're young, like. I'm sure even a couple of years makes a big difference yeah. of cultural references. And even like Instagram is like so like integral to like people's like presentation of personality. And whenever people are like, no offense, everyone 40 plus on their Instagram, I'm always like, damn, that's like a different like, worldview. I'm sure Gen Z are like, you're using Instagram. That's <laughs> so embarrassing. Yeah. Like I know, but like, 40 plus for me, what I've noticed is it's like an Instagram reel of like their weekend <laughs> with like a Sarah Barry Ellis song of like eight things like slideshow going by them like kayaking. And you're like, that's. Yeah. And you're like, the world. It's like, had a great time in Aurelia. And you're like, okay, whoa. Like, that's definitely like top end millennial. And then Gen Z, I don't even know because I'm not like. I'm a millennial, so I'm like the loser. So I do. Like, we have a blind spot. Yeah. But I feel like you should it's be a careful because we're like closer to forty than you think. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'm more likely gonna make like a real to Sarah Bailey Alice than I am to. Well, Gen Z, I think they they definitely, in my opinion, this might be like so millennial, and they're gonna laugh in my face. Did the whole like carousel? They started the carousel on Instagram. On TikTok. Oh, I you see. know what like, I mean. Like, oh, I'm actually gonna put post eight photos and like one's going to be a meme and one's going to be like an ironic photo of like my ice cream that fell on the ground plus like a hot photo and blah 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 okay and i feel like that is like gen z that millennials took over so and they're probably on to something else yeah yeah like a chunky shoot know what they're and i'm know so what? excited for gen z to realize there's another younger generation yeah, which is happening right now and probably is like gen z is annoying gen z this <laughs> is also maybe like me being so out of date it feels like they do the 0.5 photo thing where everything gets like yeah and then they take photos of their like chunky shoe and they're like i think that's millennial la rosalia like <laughs> balenciaga silver sunglasses and then i'm like okay, by the way i didn't mean to say gen z is annoying i just meant like it i'm tired of being the generation that's called old and i just want people to forget about we're us. not called old we're just older than them they're still gen x kicking our yeah, boat they're still gen x out at the bars being like y'all heard a radiohead exactly like, yeah. but we all just like let them live their lives and yeah, i'm ready to like that's be true. not part of the cultural conversation and just get to like live my life and not be judged not by be made act. fun of yeah yeah millennials are the most embarrassing and we because, are cringy yeah because yeah, we like had to straddle the like internet the digital age. and learn like we create not created it but like we're the first young users yeah. and, and have so much of what we did online it is hard and it feels like gen z even though there are still like cringy tiktokers when you watch the cringy tiktokers you're like in the back of your head like are they doing this on purpose whereas like millennials when we started out on the internet it was just cringy it was like yeah, deeply they, sincere we weren't self-aware like no. that is probably yeah. why gen z is such a self-aware generation yeah they looked at us exactly. and they were like well, we can't do that so <laughs> embarrassing exactly and they're just like all the time like assessing themselves through the internet because that's like where their personalities mm. are anyway okay, so i'm gonna talk about how july was the hottest month ever on recorded history on earth okay speaking of <laughs> today tuesday september 5th is the hottest day here 
ever, I think. They said if it hits the degrees. Wait, like, you mean Toronto? In Toronto. Yeah. Okay, by, by here, I was like, uh, what? They like, meant like down the news. The city they were, like, of assuming, Toronto. Well, it was just like, I'm sure Southern Ontario, but assuming we hit the temperatures that were projected, it would be the highest of any September 5th. Okay, so this is based on recorded history, so it goes back to 1850. So July was the hottest month on Earth since 1850 because we can't uh, really right, know prior, prior that, but that yeah. is like a long Recorded. time than I thought. Yeah. And so far, I didn't realize the planet has warmed by 1.2 degrees Celsius since Industrial Revolution. Since the, so, like, since the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. Okay. And then the um, July, the average temperature for July was 1.54 degrees Celsius above the pre-industrial average for July. So, like, before the Industrial oh, Revolution, wow. July would be 1.54 degrees Celsius less, less on average. And it's like, that is so much in short period of time. It's like, oh, yeah. an average. That's an average. Of everywhere, right? So, I'm sure certain many places are, like, much more than that. Yeah, and it said the temperatures found this July in Southern Europe and North America would have been virtually impossible in the pre-industrial era. So, like, yeah. before the greenhouse gas emissions of fossil fuels, it would be, like, the heat would be impossible. Yeah, I think I was I was listening or reading something that was like there were these projections made maybe a decade ago by this scientist that at the time people thought were like absurd. Yeah, and they were for twenty fifty. Yeah, and now we've yeah, already that, hit them. yeah, that were we listening to that together. Yeah, and I th- it was part of that like con- like that climate essay? change hope okay. essay thing, yeah. which is like we need to finish that. It's a really good book. Um, so the largest reason for the increase in temperatures, obviously the consistent greenhouse gas emissions, but also El Nino and also mm. the Tongo volcano. I didn't know about this last year that was released like so much water vapor into the air, which also contribu- contributed okay. to the greenhouse gas effect. But like, obviously the main reason is fossil fuels and it's just like, okay, so here we are again, just like, okay, keep fossil fuels in the ground, but like what the F and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's pretty much all the article said. It was like hottest on record history. Probably like, wiped their hands and moved year. on to the next one. I was like, okay. <sighs> but it um, is like we are reading this climate change book about hope because it is like there is a lot of like world's on fire. How about Joel's? Oh, mm-hmm. no. I think the guy from Smash Mouth died. Oh, really? Whoa. That was a side note. We're back on track. And that was a millennial um, side note for sure. Um, <laughs> but like it is like, okay, we can't. We can't just be like the world's on fire. Lol. Yeah. Like watch us. It burns. Peace sign. Like we have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe this is a segue to today's topic because maybe we're all just going to need a little bit of ketamine to like yeah. be more positive and okay. <laughs> whoa, that. that is like not the solution to the climate crisis. Is we all just start doing ketamine? <laughs> That's kind of happening. Okay, however, like some people think the solution is everyone needs to do mushrooms so we feel more connected to the earth. That is true. <laughs> Except that's as someone happened. who like does mushrooms, <laughs> a that lot. is true. Okay, 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 okay. Let's get into it. Okay. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Goodbye, we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Study time. Study time. Study time. Ketamine. No, what? I forgot it was also Special K. That's another name for it. Ketamine, Special K. Remember when we grew up, everyone would be like, were they on Special K? And now I I'm like, don't oh. remember that, but I'm not from the city. So. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> also, the, I thought Special K was a cereal. No, it is, but there, it's a drug name, too. God damn, this small town really pops out of you. <laughs> More like the city pops out of you. Drug addict. Um, so um, it was first synthesized in the 1960s as an anesthetic. Yeah. And in the 80s, ketamine is what became a club drug. And people know it as horse tranquilizer because it's an anesthetic that is used often in veterinary medicine, including on horses. But it's also used as a sedative in humans. Yeah. So I, I was kind of like, that's weird that everyone says horse. Because vet veterinarians okay. use it, which I would know I was going to be one. And then I gave up in school and switched degrees. Wait, did you learn about ketamine on like horses and stuff? No. Okay. <laughs> that sucks because that might have maybe been fun enough to keep you in it. Yeah. Uh, like, so it's like its advantages are that it, um, provides pain relief, sedation, and amnesia, but it doesn't have some of the disadvantages of other um, uh, uh, anesthetics. But it's really like the reason we're talking about it now is that it's like very sort of trendy in the, there was a uh, recent profile on Elon Musk. He takes it for depression. There's like, um, I guess I can say this because no one knows who my therapist is. My therapist recently did a dose of ketamine and was just like, changed my life forever like it has that yeah, sort a lot of, of like research going into it there's many studies linked to like mental health and depression and so there's a lot of new garnered interest and i think and gay guys love it yeah okay. it is a party drug and we'll talk about the recreational aspect of it but it's become so much more popular because of the promise of some studies showing it's like potential impact on health and depression depression, depression. specifically yeah. but i think in a lot of ways, it's like more accessible as a legal drug for studies than, than mushrooms? Um, like acid or mushrooms have been traditionally. So that's why a lot of research has like come out. Because you just got to like go to the vet clinic and like steal it from the horse. I mean, like, I don't know the pathway by which you get it, but I think it just like hasn't been classified the same way as psychedelics have. So, okay. So at high doses, ketamine blocks glutamate and that is why it becomes like a sedative but at small doses it actually increases glutamate production this causes your brain to like fire in all these ways it kind of has the same mushroom vibe where it makes your brain fire in new ways mm -hmm. so it's giving the like brain plasticity vibe where all of a sudden your brain is like using new neurons and like that is part of what people think can relate to the antidepressive aspects of it. Cause when you're in depression, sometimes it's like your brain is just like firing in a specific way that you can't get out of. Yeah. But when you take small amounts of it, it leads to dissociation, hallucinations, losing touch with reality and creating like new connections in the brain. But it's also considered like a dirty drug. 
in the sense that unlike other drugs, which affect like one part of the brain, it affects like so many different parts. Oh, I didn't know that. Which is why it's complicated to study and why it's not just like everyone's doing ketamine all over. Because like when doctors study people's brains after taking ketamine, it's like, whoa, like so much is happening that it's harder to... It doesn't have like such a specific effect. Yeah, it changes a lot in your brain. And it is like, yeah, it's like a... I don't know, losing touch with reality, dissociation, like those are kind of the reasons why I think like it's a party drug. It kind of gives you a little bit of like... Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I I mean, I guess we do know lots of people who, not like take it regularly, but we've met lots of people and people around us. We've seen it. Yeah, but I don't know like that much about it. Like it's obviously not as present for me, though I know like some people in other places, maybe it's like the main drug, but obviously alcohol and weed and coke or like drugs that are the time we've been around it the most is like people being like everyone in new york is yeah it's always like new york (laughs) it's always like new york you're a gay guy in new york yeah you haven't touched vodka in years you're just doing kkkk and you're like okay so (laughs) i guess like any other drug it just makes you feel like happy well i think loose fun but it it does i think also make it easier for people to like make out and stuff like I, from what i understand it like dissociates you from reality which if you're like at like a certain type of gay party is like fun in order to be like mm-hmm. free kind of the way people are trying to do with alcohol like yeah allow their inhibitions to go down yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um but oh, what was i gonna say oh, my brain's not working what 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 ketamine oh. um <laughs> Oh, I was just going to point out that like obviously so many of the studies we're going to look at are in clinical settings. There are some studies that kind of touch on recreational or casual use, but those kind of studies are always like, I was also going to use the word like dirty or like messy or it's hard to take people's word and for them to remember their dosage. But all of the sort of therapeutic effects are not coming from studies that are on just casual users. That's that's not to say that there couldn't be like therapeutic effects, but it's kind of like shrooms where it's like, sitting down with a clinician or a therapist yeah. or somebody who's working through something with you, then coming back the next day, the next week, the next month to follow up on your feelings, giving you another dose and, and seeing how you're doing. Yeah. This isn't a study of like gay guys doing it Friday and Saturday together. Right. And be like, which wow, there should be happier. Like, wow. I've never, okay. And, okay. So I'm going a bit to the end of my research, but the addictive aspects of it, people, we will get to it are like, Oh, it's not nearly as addictive as cocaine. Like there's a lot of reasons why all these New York people are probably like, it's better. And like a lot of like, from what I understand, doctors, when they choose to do drugs, Mm -hmm. this is anecdotal things I've been told do ketamine because they're like, it feels less risky risky or like whatever. But the reason why it could be addictive, this one study found was that the people doing ketamine as a party drug, like, the way that dopamine's released is different than cocaine, but dopamine okay. is still released. And they're like, if you are partying, you're going to be having pretty ecstatic moments of either sex or like making out or like dancing and like literally the beat dropping. And that can give you the dopamine rush that is addictive that you relate okay. to the ketamine versus the ketamine itself actually causing. Yeah. But I then see. also giving it to rats when, because they're like ketamine is a rewarding like drug it could reinforce your brain and mice would self-administer ketamine in a similar way to cocaine when they like gave them to mice i see like in terms of their what brain or the way they're yeah, acting, no, just that, that those studies are just on the addictive potential I because see. physiologically it's less addictive than something like cocaine fair okay. but there it's like if you're doing a drug and partying with it you're gonna likely yeah. be having these and like dopamine rushes yeah like yeah even marijuana which is like often said is not super addictive obviously people come addicted yeah like habitually to hello marijuana. yeah 
And yeah, I'm also taking September off, by the way. Of what? Ketamine? <laughs> yeah, of ketamine, which I don't do. No, of uh, marijuana. Because I am like, I don't I, I don't know. Maybe I'm addicted. So I'm like, yeah, it's you're not so a type good. of addiction, but what? you're so good at like doing that stuff like that. I'm like, cool. Well, listen to a podcast that talked about the importance of, you know, what's the word? Like when you go away from when you like that's not celibacy what is it when you like abstinence Whoa. abstinence that's why I, I grew up in the catholic yeah <laughs> someone had went to catholic school no but how like abstinence from something even if it's like yummy food can make you appreciate it so yeah, much more totally, when you come totally. back to it so i'm not like quitting but i thought it's time for a break and i'm gonna try and drink a little less this month even though it's your birthday month i'll obviously have to come around <laughs> um uh, but I was just going to ask, like, yeah. it's so interesting as like an anxious person who like has not done very many drugs yeah. and I've only ever done the other ones. Am, like, I, am I supposed to talk about no, I just ketamine? No, <laughs> I find it so interesting that to some people it's like no fear involved with trying a new drug. Like anytime I've had to, even with marijuana, when I first started it, I was always so scared. I'm not asking you to like, oh, you're smiling at me. <laughs> I'm like, well, are we going to talk about <laughs> No, we're not. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I just mean in general, I have. And well, I'm you, so you fascinated. You were anxious one time. Okay. Wait, I was anxious. No, sorry. Anyways, <laughs> I've always been anxious. Anytime I've tried yeah. something new, I've been like, it has to be an extremely small dose. So I hopefully almost don't feel it. And I can Wait, learn so what it feels like. And I'm just fascinated by people who are Are like, you asking yeah. me a question or are you just saying a statement? <laughs> I mean, I'm saying a statement that you're welcome to respond to. <laughs> okay. And I don't want to like Wait, put anything on you, but you like, need to have this personality type. <laughs> no, like I, I think like, okay, I think it's obviously like a sliding scale of like drug use and people's comfort around it. I think that I... It's like the classic tale of me and you, like around you, I'm obviously like, okay, I'm less anxious about doing <laughs> drugs than you. But then it's like, obviously we're, we're, we're good. <laughs> said that 14 times this podcast where I'm around so many people who do so many drugs that I'm like, I, I'm not, I can't like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm anxious about you about like, in order for me to do a drug, I do have to be a very specific, it has to be like, you know. Very, for a harder drug than marijuana and alcohol has to be like really rare. Yeah. Has to be a really special occasion. But and, like the words I would use are like an extremely safe environment. Like, and you, you didn't. Oh say yeah. That. No. So I guess like, I guess I don't actually like, you're not afraid of it. I'm afraid. Well, like I also would never, I would, I will do a lot of research and I would never do a lot. I just do small yeah. amounts. If I try a new drug, I just do small amounts of it. And then you get an idea of what it feels like. And then you go from there, whether you want to or not. Like I only bring this up because like cognitively, and I'm sure there are hope other people listening are like this are probably similar. I am intellectually interested in most drugs, like especially even <coughs> like psilocybin, but I'm still too afraid to so, try it. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like if you, it, it's a it's truly about experimentation like side note mm. podcast it's like it's like our kids listening with their parents being like it's like is this oh, talking about the experimentation we it's like, on this well one. whatever it's an, it's an honest convo with a couple yeah. of adults who are really old <laughs> but like um it's experimentation like i've always been interested not involving drugs in anything like that i love doing new things i love experimenting with new things yeah. i feel like for you you aren't like that you like to you like to watch the same movie rather than a different movie. like yeah. your personality is based around like you are more afraid of change or it's harder for you to get there whereas i'm like i actually prefer change almost in a crazy like insane way yeah. <laughs> that's like because even for me i'm thinking like because everyone knows i have lots of back problems and i'm like actually too afraid to try acupuncture because i'm scared of what but that's i'm scared it's yeah. gonna trigger my injury my more. like judgment as someone back to 
for those who are watching on YouTube in the earlier part, we talked about opposites attracting in ways we are opposite. I'm sometimes like, I think that that part of you might be holding you back. No pun intended with your back. Like you need to do acupuncture because if you experiment with it, there's mm. two things. One is it doesn't work. That's fine. Two is that it works for you. There's like, also three that it like causes a problem for me. Okay. So that's interesting. <laughs> like, I guess I just don't, when I think about these part. things, I'm like, I don't think if you are, yeah, I'm not, I don't know why I don't go to like, the scary negative things and when it comes to Probably drug use you've done so much ketamine no i'm not <laughs> you're just happy go lucky i'm kidding oh <laughs> my god i can definitely drag you into hell with this but my point is like it is in small like psilocybin for example like i exper that's like what i did during the pandemic was like experimented with it like i spent a lot of time like tr like literally measuring out the weight and like trying to understand how it could help me like connect with nature and stuff like that. Like that is experimentation. Whereas I think you don't experiment with psilocybin for some reason, because you're just too scared and that's yeah. fine. That's totally fine. The drugs just freak me out. Like it is this element. Anyway, we can talk about ketamine again. I just yeah. was curious about that. And I'm sure there are other people on either side of that spectrum who are like, just have been down to try anything. And then the people who are like, I want to, but I'm too scared. Yeah. So wait, are you want to, but you're too scared or you don't even yeah, want I'm to? I'm curious about yeah. it, but I'm too scared to cross a threshold into a really negative experience or like obviously into like, like some people try drugs for the first time and get really unwell or like have something yeah. extreme happen to them. Yeah. Like, I know someone who tried like cocaine for the first time and was like in the hospital. You know what I mean? But it was That's fine. That's crazy. That's yeah, horrible. But you never know how your body will react. Also, and then cocaine is that. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. Drug. Anyway, anyway, it's ketamine. Okay, ketamine. I think it is interesting. We're going to talk about depression. There are many, many studies which have found it can help people with depression yeah. in some really intense ways. Yeah. Like early on, studies especially found like within 24 hours people could feel like have way less suicidal ideation yeah come back to you and like i feel optimistic for the first time like and this kind of i think led to an explosion in research on ketamine because like it's really rare for something to have like such an immediate impact on yeah. on something so extreme so that it was like 20 years ago that they started using ketamine for depression so it is that is new mm -hmm. and in 2019, esketamine, which I think can actually be like um, a nasal spray. Because if you do ketamine, like like gay guy at club, you are snorting it, which mm -hmm. is like scary. But the U.S. Food and Drug Administration said it could be used for a treatment for major depression in adults. Mm. And subsequently for depressive symptoms in adults with MDD, which is a scent or, or like suicidal ideation or behavior. So essentially it's people who like have such severe depression that other things aren't working. Like other drugs yes. or therapy treatments. Yes. Cause it's like, it is still ketamine. It is a very hard drug. Like it's a class three drug. I think what's crazy is like it affects so many aspects of the brain. And then now they've done really good studies about like the oscillatory brain waves that happen on ketamine. And it's like wild. Like people's brains are fire ring mm. like completely differently than when sober which is why you can actually like completely for forget things obviously it's a sedative but even at slow low amounts you can completely forget things have out-of-body experiences and altered sensory perception which is like this is a hard drug it's not like it's just mm. like everyone i think is going to be hearing in the next two to three years about how it's so great for depression but I don't know. It's just like important to remember that like your brain goes a wild whilst on it. Yeah. I think that's the same with any drug that's being touted for like mental health, like even uh, psilocybin and psychoactive yeah, drugs totally. it is 
and there's easily this mix up, which we've already said for casual users to be like, oh, sweet. Like, I'm gonna, and maybe you will get some of those like benefits. Some antidepressive quality. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure some people are like, cool, like I'm doing ketamine and I'm going to get that side effect and feel happy. Um, obviously, there's going to be implications from like taking it on a regular basis and not dosing it properly and yeah, mixing it with yeah. other drugs and not sleeping or and drinking on it if you're partying. But they, um, the like in summary, how it treats depression is that it changes the oscillatory brain waves of your brain that mimics other antidepressants. So mm. when they started to look at the brain waves, they were like, whoa, this is doing like what a lot of antidepressants that are we give people are do. meant to do. There obviously needs to be way more research into this because they think, wait, if we can figure out how it's oscillating the brain waves, maybe we can create another drug that's like not as harsh yeah. or intense. But th- it was like, essentially it could do what you said in 24 hours after a single application, what traditional antidepressants or serotonin reuptake inhibitors would take three to four weeks to do. Mm. So like they are like it, the headlines, the ketamine like news and stuff is rooted in some pretty yeah it wasn't research. like long i'm sure it was blown out of proportion right because there's also now studies that have come out that are a little bit not refuting this but finding more varying results right yeah totally and obviously in extreme something cases. for 24 hours may be especially useful for like really intense like someone's having awful depression and needs that immediate result but obviously like anything in life and we may not know what the trade-off is but obviously like anytime you take a lot of something there could be a trade-off yeah else. like they think serious long-term cognitive deficits it's yeah, like things like that where like we can't know that yet. yeah but I if thought you're it doing was, ketamine a lot like your brain is gonna be you know like different different and like which might be a good thing could make i sense. mean that's the that's the cost benefit of any drug so like when you're depressed what they often find is that like your brain cells shrink and your neural neuronal connections are changed and that's like going back to what you said ketamine actually fires lots of brain cells they have actually found in animal subjects that the brain cells grow and new neuronal connections begin that's mushrooms vibes yeah Yeah, and so they've started to be like and and that can persist even after you've stopped taking the drug so the idea is like when you're depressed and you're kind of stuck in a certain way of thinking, you take this drug, it opens almost like new channels up for you yeah. to like see the world differently, feel happier, feel like further away from your depressed state and potentially lean into that and now like have a different set of emotions or a different way of thinking. Totally. I um, feel like that is like, it is, it's linked to psilocybin. It's linked to LSD and that that's also the same like physiological pathway as to why it would be antidepressive for those other drugs. It's about like new pathways in your brain. Yeah. Also like sometimes going back to my drug use, like <laughs> when I'm having like a bit of mushrooms at the beach while like, like um having some weed and a few beers, like I'll wake up the next day and be like, I, yeah. Sometimes when you say it out loud, it's like, are you okay? <laughs> but like, but like that's like, I wake up the next day and I'm like, oh, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm like, wow, I'm so happy. I'm like, no, I party yesterday. I had a lot of and fun. I feel tired. Yeah. And, yeah, and a, but like when I do, when I was experimenting with psilocybin and mushrooms, like, just doing them and like being in high park and like learning about like i actually would wake up the next day and be like i feel amazing Mm. like i would also sometimes be like whoa i did create new brain cells like my brain almost has it's almost like i had a headache like it was like it was almost like i took my brain to the gym Mm. like it was like it was it was like that's what it felt like but it was like 
I actually don't know if it was placebo, Italian for placebo. <laughs> I felt happier for like a week. Yeah, and that's like what a lot of people report. Yeah, but I mean, even then it was like, it was me being like experimental, just that drug, like being not in crazy nature. High doses, yeah, not yeah. me like partying. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There's and a like, big difference because I mean, obviously if you're sleep deprived, mixing with other yeah, drugs, yeah, like, yeah. you're gonna face other consequences. Totally. Um, I just want to bring up, so some of the, problems like i think first reading and looking into this it is i was kind of like ketamine sounds really good yeah i was like so <laughs> ketamine all day slay all day like <laughs> reading science sometimes you're just like what is happening like where is the bad ketamine research yeah and i mean <laughs> this is obviously also outside of the like i don't know what the risk factors are for like getting a laced ketamine or anything like that I'm just oh, re-mentioning like high. <laughs> they, they're high. I mean, but not if you're in a clinical setting. Like this again yes. yeah, yeah, is yeah. always coming back to like these are people who are yeah. doing research studies. Yeah, no, it's um, true. It's hard. And so more modern research has found some kind of conflicting results. Like the beginning of this research was like, it's amazing. People aren't depressed. It's so useful. And now it's like actually maybe only a percentage, maybe like about a half of people are seeing these benefits. Huh, okay. Um, and then around 8% had worse depression after taking ketamine. Wow. So okay. it's like, okay. Thank it's still, you. It's still okay, good. Whoa. It's still good for yeah. many people, but we can't act as though this is just like a blanket a solution all, for yeah. everyone. Um, the other problem is that these benefits don't seem to stick around that long. Yeah. For some people, it might mm -hmm. literally be days or a week. For some people, like a smaller percentage, it might be months, but for many people without having to retake it, um, you're not going to see like, you're not going to take it once and be like cured of your depression huh. specifically. It is interesting because it's like, okay, so if that is the case, then people are, if in theory we're picturing the future where everyone's just like doing ketamine, <laughs> like instead of SSRIs or whatever, mm. it's just like an ex ex exaggerated example that is then involving a lot of ketamine. <laughs> it's like you're doing a lot of ketamine yeah. and I'm just like, which that may not be is... bad if you cost if the benefit of your is it's actually yeah. helping you not be depressed. Same with but any, any, it is such an intent. Like it's even like mushrooms. But any, any drug, right? Yeah. Like if you're introducing something into your system, that's what you talk to your doctor about. It's yeah. like, if your depression is bad enough or say it can help like bipolar disorder, or there's some yeah, other disorders yeah. they're starting to look True. at. If the risk is lower than like your suicidal yeah. ideation, then yeah. it's worth the cost to whatever. Yeah, then no, 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 that's interesting because I don't relate to that. The only way I relate to ketamine would be ever using it as a party drug because I'm not, I don't right. have depression. And then it's important to wow, realize, like, because of the early excitement about this, there's been a lot of <clears throat> misinformation and overhype being like, it can cure autism and it can help with work stress and insomnia and like so many, you know, this plethora of everyone should take. And I think it's obviously. Over exaggerated, and it's, it's still, so new. It's still really new, and that's why they're able to say, okay, when we talk about like extreme depression, we're finding some really promising results. But yeah. like most research isn't like, and so everyone should just casually try this drug. It's like no, if you are clinically depressed, maybe you've tried other um, antidepressive drugs or anti-anxiety drugs. You talk to your doctor. Yeah, you've who worked might. through cognitive yeah. behavioral therapy. Like there, this is an option that doctors yeah. and therapists can explore. And the newer research now is finding that maybe it's better paired with proper therapy. Like in the first studies, it mm. was just, here's Giving the drug, it. take it. Wow, I feel great. Yeah. Then they were like, okay, not everyone's feeling great. Now it's like, okay, actually, what if we pair that with a therapy? So you need to like learn how to be happier. You've got all these new brain connections and possibilities. Maybe with a therapist, mm. we work through like 
using those new connections and strengthening them so that they stick around longer. Yeah. My therapist was that like, also when you do it, like you do, (laughs) when you do high doses, like with the therapist, like you you do kind of, you almost like get sedated. I didn't realize like you're kind of like, yeah, you probably intravenous induction, like one to two milligrams per kilogram results in a loss of consciousness Mm. appropriate for general anesthesia. Whereas like the sub anesthetic dose, which is 0.5 milligrams per kilogram is what leads to the dissociative state. And like, yeah, you probably feel like paralyzed if you take us. Yeah. Like close but I mean, to that's, that that's obviously more than what pe- party people yeah. think doing party because they're like not lying down sedated. Right. But from what they my therapist said, like they were lying down sedated and with a therapist two for seven hours, like before mm-hmm. and after and all that. And like that, and also my therapist doesn't have clinical depression. This was like, a Toronto study of doctors and Mm. therapists doing this. And then they were asking them after just to tell them their anecdotal experience. Yeah. So it was part of a study. I think I made you listen to that Alan Watts podcast one time. It was one of the most interesting things I've ever listened to because he was a philosopher like in the seventies, like psychedelics were becoming so popular and a lot of researchers wanted like people who could express with words what it was like. So they got a lot of like spiritual leaders and philosophers and writers who like knew how to express themselves to take it so that they could like articulate what they felt like after or what that experience was like. And I can imagine that maybe that's an important part of having therapists and people if you're going to talk about getting yeah. this to your clients, like it might be useful for you to also do it. to have an experience yeah. with it or, or help to just like build a breadth of knowledge around this. Yeah. Right. Cause if somebody's coming from a state of like being severely depressed, that's very different than somebody who's like feeling totally mentally. Yeah. Healthy. From you my want- understanding, these people weren't depressed necessarily. They just had to be doctors mm-hmm. and clinicians or like registered therapists. Yeah. But uh, I don't know what that podcast episode is called, but it's just a lecture by Alan Watts where he talks about like for an hour, like in the seventies, he's giving this lecture about how he went through this experience and what that was like for him. What and his I, psychedelic experience? Yeah. Cause he had never done them until that time. Groovy baby. Um, and it's really fascinating. It's really cool. Um, and how so often like psychedelics in particular connect people to nature. Um, and so do in his view, like a lot of religious, you know, when people have like, like religious awakenings or like feel like they've seen God and suddenly they like often feel like everything's connected. There's like this similar yeah. thing that happens with psychedelic drugs where people feel connected. Taking the place in our like <laughs> north, <laughs> like our religion. like consumerist like North American society that lacks spirituality. Like <laughs> mushrooms are the new church. Well, at like, the time literally he just talks like, about like the reason he's like, is this a drug that everyone should take? Is the thesis or the question of the lecture. We're talking about mushrooms right now. Or sorry, we're not talking about ketamine. No, no, no. But it reminds me of that where it's like, if this makes everyone feel happy, it's worth having these conversations around like what, how do we make these decisions around drugs? Well, the one thing about church that's like a sleigh (laughs) is that like you go and you like are with other people and you like have a cookie and you chat. Whereas like mushrooms inevitably aren't community in fact yeah. in my experience of them they're extremely me nature and that's mm. it babes like the i don't little isolating yeah not well actually bad, like in small mans you can like be with your friends and like laugh so hard and it's just yeah. like a normal kind of whatever but like church 
<laughs> I guess I'm just like we lack community. Totally. And yeah. so like all we have as community is like the barista and like a coffee shop, which mm-hmm. is like so sad. Well, at least for us, because we don't like have a real job. But <laughs> um and your job being your community is also this really is sad. Our community. Yeah. <laughs> but like there's something like about people want spirituality. People want like Yeah, to feel connected, even if people just want connections, I think, connection, with other human beings yeah. and like to feel loved and seen and have purpose in a community. I and think even like we just that, spent that's, like that's four days in nature and you can just go and hang out there and not feel connected. Yeah. But like we were you, with friends. No, no. I'm saying like, like you have to actively try to connect with nature. It's not something yeah. that just happens just by being in it. Oh, totally. Obviously yeah. going to nature, we know we've done lots of research and even podcasts about how it is helpful for mm-hmm. your mental health, but it's not like, you have these spiritual experiences just because you're going on a canoe just trip for four days. You're yeah, yeah. By. You could yeah. you could be could hate it. anxious the whole time yeah. thinking about how there's not enough gasoline left or whatever. <laughs> like you could like gasoline. Like for why cooking? did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one time you never use any gasoline. <laughs> Some people have it in their boats, I guess. Yeah, sorry, but like you could just be anxious the whole time and not feel connected. That I'm like mushrooms. Our sleigh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's talk about like the longer term risks that have been studied of ketamine. Yeah. Because obviously a lot of people probably are curious about that, especially if they're casual users. So this is an instance where studies on casual users were used because that's like the only sort of like longer term or more intense frequent use has been studied. Again, take it with a grain of salt because those kind of studies have their flaws. You know, they're not. Yeah, like, they're the not, doses yeah. are all different. The way people remember things may not be accurate. Um, the biggest sort of risk physiologically seems to be, or one of the biggest ones is with your urinary tract. So like yeah. the metabolites that break down from ketamine can make you feel almost like you have a UTI, like it, it irritates yeah. the bladder and makes you have to urinate a lot more and becomes uncomfortable. Um, in the most extreme cases, people have had to have their bladders removed if they've yeah, like, taken a lot. Yeah, I read that too. I was like, that is important to know. Yeah. And I think in those cases, though, that was like after ignoring symptoms. Yeah. For the most part, it's like if you have those symptoms and you stop, your body will break it down and get rid of it. Ooh, oh, my God. It's making, me, it's making me my dick yeah. hurt. It's making me dinky hurt. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Uh, but uh-uh. yeah, so if you're doing that and you're feeling those symptoms, know that they're connected and you should be taking a yeah. break. Um, and there have actually been like a lot of studies on memory being compromised. Yeah. So there's one on people who like took ketamine four times a week versus those who did it uh, like maybe once a month and those who never did it. The higher the dose, the more likely you were to f- like perform poorly on memory tests. But when they look at people who are clinically depressed and in clinical trials, they have not really seen this. Yeah. So this is clearly like ketamine. The excitement around it is for people who have severe depression where other things are not working. Like that's mainly it. And yeah. then outside of that, the par- it being a party drug has sort of had the same history since then. It's not like this party drug is becoming better. Like we're slowly mm-hmm. realizing it's better for people. No, the science is only saying you have serious mm-hmm. depression that your doctor and your psychiatrist and therapist are having a hard time managing. That's when this could come in. Yeah. And even then this research is early on. It's promising, but it's like still early enough that it's not like, okay, this is going to be um, given to everyone who's depressed. Yeah. Like I think it's possible. And, and like many other drugs, it's like maybe this will be right for some people and not for other people. So it's cool. It's interesting. I wonder how many straight people are doing special K chime in. 
Write, write us on Instagram. We love when the straights message us about stuff. Because, like, it's so gay. Yeah. It feels so gay. Yeah. But to be honest, like, I do we know a lot of people that do? I know I said at the beginning, yes. like, we do. Yeah, I guess I'm just, like, kind yeah. of <laughs> No, we do. <laughs> we definitely do. Okay. <laughs> and, like... Yeah, I just am like so. I'm like that person. At you're a being so funny. You're being so coy. You're like, oh, no. it's like you've been around. I could name it, people. I think do it, but I'm like <laughs> I, not like at a regular party. But I guess the same thing. Like when people do drugs, they like hide in the bathrooms and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if they're like, yeah, no, it's like and I'm just like at the party. Like oh, people are doing drugs here. Like all my high school oh life. Oh my too, god, he's like, so <laughs> innocent. He's so good at playing innocent. Like yeah, alcohol's a hard drug. Oh my god, you're so. I'm I'm not acting the like things I, I could say oh, to the public. I'm not. That is not true. First of all, and second <laughs> Oops, of all, I I'm slipped. not. I'm not saying it to be like holier than thou. I'm just <laughs> saying in my general life, I'm blind to a lot of things. My fear puts it out of sight sometimes. Well, yeah, no, the gays are huffing the stuff for sure, especially in New York, LA, Toronto, you know, the spots. <laughs> I'm sure it's London's getting it by the gallon, <laughs> but um, it is again not. That's not what. But this research is about. It's not yeah. about the gays and straights. Please chime in. Let us know. C- come clean <laughs> on Instagram if you've done. If it's like special K in the straight community, yeah, or just like it feels like it's having a bit of a moment for gay culture. But then I'm like, wait, is it just all drugs are always having a moment I for think gay culture? So, I don't know. Yeah. But it really feels like cocaine, which I think is the worst one, is sort of like on its way out. Really? At least all I that's hear the about. one that I'm like everyone's doing all the time. Ew, no, maybe just that's the one I ignore because whenever <laughs> I see it, I'm like <laughs> disgusted. Like slap it out of their hands. Um, wow. Okay, yeah, this is like dr- I'm, I'm me being like, wow, the ketamine episode was very drug heavy. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a drug. <laughs> cool. Anything else worth saying? Uh, my last thing, and you mentioned it already, was like the addictive possibilities. Most of the clinical trials also find like addiction is low. However, of course, with like casual use and regular use, like any drug, you kind of like need more and more. Yeah, often. and 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 associating and it with dopamine like releases. Yeah, which I was yeah. like, that is a good point. Like, mm-hmm. if the only time you're ever doing ketamine is like with your friends dancing so much and making out and, with yeah. people, it's like, okay, well, that's going to really stop. Those experiences yeah. are going to link the two, and then you might be doing them a lot, and then all of a sudden, your brain is a lot different. Yeah. Anyways, okay, slight all day. That was interesting. That was a good one. Okay, what do we do next week? You will find out. We have a long list. You want me to go through some of them? (laughs) Let's just list them all right now. So we can edge everyone into the (laughs) upcoming episodes. Oh, baby. Wait, I said this before, maybe to you, but not on the podcast. I want to find a way to let people send in little, like, voice notes and questions. Oh, okay. Like, that'd be fun. You have to figure that out. Because you (laughs) want to hear from everyone. No, but you figure that out. Because okay. you know how to do audio. Can somebody... <laughs> ugh, no, you're so smart. No, but they're, oh, I could figure out how to get the audio, but I know people use on other podcasts like either a number you can call. Maybe there's like something I can set up online where it makes it easy for yeah, like, people yeah, to send it Yeah, it's a number. It's a number. But I don't want to like give my phone number. No, I like... I um, I listen to a podcast where they... Like, like a service like, you yeah, can probably yeah, subscribe yeah. to. Okay, these are dumb... Ep- <laughs> these are really funny. <laughs> Only the negatives of weed. <laughs> That's like a good episode. Just like, okay, we're not even allowed to talk. Yeah. With the, and then all meat diet. Mm-hmm. That seems like it's gone a bit, but still, I feel like there are, I think there are still people who listen to like Jordan Peterson. It's like, <laughs> okay, wow. Tattoos. I want to do that. Okay. Short-term memory. Cause you don't have one. Neurodivergence. Yeah. El Nino. Climate change solutions. Aging. 
Those yeah, are all good. That's great. I mean, aging's a little big. We probably need to bring that down a little bit. Yeah. Grading in school. Submit your ideas. Yeah, if you made it this far, like message us online. Where's the best place? Like Instagram. If you're watching this on the YouTube, you can leave a comment. But yeah. I don't use Instagram that much. But you got to show me how to find those things. Yeah. Okay, I'll show you. I got to find a place. Like, okay, so you think Instagram. Because we don't use Twitter anymore because fuck Elon Musk. Okay, whoa. <laughs> Speaking of ketamine. Okay, uh, so... Okay, message Greg on Instagram. Yeah, message me. You'll be <laughs> or chatting the with Science account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Feel free to send whole. Kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see you guys next week. Post. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.